The Lord be with you. A reading of the Holy Gospel according to John. But standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her to his own home. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. So this Lenten season, our series, as you heard Mrs. Freshour talking about, is about the humanity of Christ. The title of it is, Behold the Man. Now, behold is a word that we probably only use in church, right? Behold, the three-pointer by Stephen Curry said no sportscaster ever, right? We just don't talk that way. But it's a powerful, attention-grabbing word. Behold, look, pay attention to. Behold the man, this man, Jesus. Because you see, God, in order to be with us and then ultimately to offer himself for us, became a man. And to be a man, to be human, you need a mother. God has a mother. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Now, a jarring title that, at least jarring maybe to some of us, that we use every week for Mary is we call her the mother of God. The Greek word is theotokos, literally God-bearer. Now, lest anyone here think that that's just too Roman Catholic for a bunch of Lutherans, our Lutheran confessions, the book of Concord says this, We believe, teach, and confess that Mary did not conceive and give birth to a child who was merely, purely, simply human, but she gave birth to the true Son of God. Therefore, she is rightly called and truly is the mother of God. Now, of course, the Reformers were simply affirming their agreement with the early church. In the year 431 AD, the Council of Ephesus decreed this, If anyone will not confess that the Emmanuel is very God, and that therefore the Holy Virgin is the mother of God, Theotokos, inasmuch as in the flesh she bore the word of God made flesh, as it is written, the word was made flesh, let him be condemned. And of course, the Reformers and the early church fathers were all drawing from the Holy Scriptures. When newly pregnant Mary visited her, St. Elizabeth exclaimed, Why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Now, none of this is to say that Jesus got his eternal divine nature from Mary. The Son of God is eternally begotten of the Father, right? We say this in the Creed. But it is to say that the one who is in Mary's womb, the one she bears, is really and truly this eternally begotten Son of the Father. 
The Council of Ephesus was responding to a heretic named Nestorius, who was willing to call her the mother of Jesus, but only wanted to talk about that in regards to his humanity, not his divinity. Now, if some of us are beginning to think like, man, we're just getting into the details here, Pastor, what does this have to do with us? Here is the key, and it's essential to our Christian faith, that once conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit in Mary's womb, Jesus is and always is the God-man. You cannot separate his two natures, divine and human. And what he receives according to either one of his natures, we must say, of his whole person. And likewise, what he has according to one nature, he shares with the other nature. Her title, Mother of God, really isn't about Mary. It's about her son and who he really is, the Son of God. And so, because Jesus has a mother, God has a mother. And what God has, He gives to us. Jesus gives to us His mother. Now, ironically, in this series that we literally just started called Behold the Man, we heard this in the Gospel reading. When Jesus saw His mother and the disciple whom He loved standing nearby, He said to His mother, Woman, Behold your son. And then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. Now, often this passage is explained as Jesus caring for and making arrangements for his mother and for his beloved disciple John because he is about to die. But I find interesting, though, that the very last verse in the Gospel of John says this. Now, there are also many other things that Jesus did. Were every one of them to be written, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Now, if you think about that for a moment, of all the things that John could write about, would he really waste ink and parchment on a sentimental final act of kindness by Jesus? Or is there a lot more going on here? As early as the second century, St. Irenaeus, who, by the way, was taught by St. Polycarp, who was taught by none other than St. John the Evangelist, so we're only talking about two generations away, St. Irenaeus called Mary the New Eve. You see, not only did Mary say yes when Eve had said no to God, even after the fall, Adam gave his wife the name Eve because she was the, quote, mother of all the living, Genesis 3.20. Now the mother of the new Adam, Jesus, by bearing him into the world, is truly the mother of all the living because it is her son who will give life to all. And hopefully by now then you can sense that this is more than just the historical figure of Mary. From the cross, looking back, she represents the new Eve. But looking ahead, she represents the church. You see, Jesus has given us the church. 
She is the mother of all the living. The mystery in all of this is that while Mary gave birth to Jesus, actually the eternal Son of God really gave her everything, didn't he? He created her, but then he's born of her, but only to save her and all of us. And so at the foot of the cross, you also have John, the beloved disciple. He also represents more than himself. He is every disciple. He is you. He is me. Jesus then gives to every disciple his mother. Behold your mother, Holy Mother Church. You see, Jesus gives us everything through her. Just like Eve was made from the side of sleeping Adam, so Mary witnesses Jesus' side being pierced as he sleeps in death. And what comes out of his side? Water and blood. Baptism and Eucharist. My friends, God has a mother, and he has given her to us. Mary is the icon. What Mary does is helps us see who our mother really is, Holy Mother Church. And she always points us to Jesus. All we have to do is look at the icon behind me of Mary. What is she doing? She's pointing us to Jesus, to her son. This is what the church does. The church points us to Jesus. The church only gives us life through Jesus. But like a mother, the church gives birth to us. New birth from the baptismal waters that flow from the pierced side of Jesus. And like a mother, she nurses us with the Eucharistic blood that flows from the side of Jesus. And like a mother, she teaches us and she instructs us with the words of Jesus. Like a mother, the church prays for her children, especially for their protection. She is told to behold her son, to look and to pay attention to her children, to Jesus' disciples, to us, as the book of Revelation says, to the ones who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. Perhaps you caught, if you were listening to that Revelation reading, how Satan attacks the woman because he wants to devour her son. But when he fails to do this, he goes off to attack her other offspring, her children. Holy Mother's in church, Holy Mother Church's entire mission can be summarized in these words: Behold your son. Pay attention to, guard, protect, and nurture your children, even as she herself is nurtured. And her children then are told, we are told. To behold your mother. Look to and pay attention to your mother. Why? Well, maybe you've heard the old insult. He's so ugly, only his mother could love him. But there's a beautiful truth in that insult, right? In one's mother is total love and acceptance. My friends, behold your mother. Look to your mother. Look to her. 
especially when what you have done and the mess that you are in is so ugly that only your mother could love you. Because she does. Holy Mother Church, your mother loves you and embraces you and accepts you. And she offers you what she has been given. The forgiveness, the mercy, and the life, and the unconditional love of Jesus. So behold your mother. I know I've said this to my kids. I'm pretty sure my dad said it to me, and probably all of us had someone say this to us. Listen to your mother. Yeah. Listen to your mother. Believe her. Believe what she says to you and about you. And what does your mother say? You're going to hear her say it again tonight. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold Jesus, who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are they who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Your mother calls out to you and says, look to Him. Pay attention to Him. We only have life in Him. Only in Him is she the mother of all the living. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.